Party boys, Damien Vosk, Ross Purdy, and uh, yeah, we're we're back in the studio again. Uh, just mixing it up. I uh, thought we'd tell our loyal listeners: um, one, don't go straying. No, we love you. We love we you. We love you. We don't know we what we do without you. God, if it wasn't for this podcast, I'm I'm not sure I'd be able to keep it together, guys. Damien confided to me just before the podcast started that if it wasn't for this podcast, he would probably just smoke a whole bunch of heroin. Yeah. This is the only thing that's stopping him. Uh, I just It's on my shelf, and I'm like, don't touch it, Damien. The podcast. Now Think keep... of the podcast. There's a microphone that you need to talk into, and some people's ears you need to whisper happiness into. I keep telling you, flush the heroin down so you don't have to keep staring at it. So the temptation isn't there, but you're I like... I like it. It motivates me. To not do drugs? To do a lot of things. To do a lot of things. To do everything but drugs? Yes. Yes. But it's a safety that if all those things fall through, the heroin's just right there? Yeah, you get it. But you, don't, but you don't want it to fall through. I don't. Like this podcast, we don't want it to fall through. We don't. So we're going we're gonna to save it. We've got a. We want to release more content for you guys, so we're uh, we're changing up. We're gonna do some like um, we're gonna still have our guests and do sketch comedy, but we're also gonna kind of have a little treat in between every now and then. You know. So, yeah. So guest episodes are gonna be a bit more of a special treat. Yeah, you guys are being greedy. We, we're giving you all the <laughs> guest guest goodness. We've been, you've been the pigs, and we've had the truffles. It takes a long time to make such great gourmet meals, like that magnitude. And we're still going to make gourmet meals. Yeah. But we're going to make easier to, like, make gourmet meals that you can just get out a bit more quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, like, you got to mix up. Occasionally, you can't just eat gourmet meals, okay? You can't just only eat gourmet meals because then they'll all just just be regular meals and you won't appreciate them. Exactly. Sometimes you gotta just munch mix it up, mix it up with uh yeah. I was gonna say McDonald's, but I think munching on a turd is fairly accurate. Munching on a turd, McDonald's, it's the same thing. It's the same, easily digestible. Well, I mean, yeah, poo's easily digestible. It's already been digested. Doesn't get much much easier than that. 
I mean, you already did it. Your body's already done it for you once. Yeah. You can do it again. Yeah, and half the time, probably. I wonder if someone's made a statistic on the human centipede effect. <laughs> Just eating a poo. How much shit you can eat. Before your body's just like, hey, wait a minute, this has been in here before. Yeah. I've already been through all this. This is Groundhog Day. <laughs> this is the Groundhog Day of the digestive system. <laughs> Referring to a poo as a groundhog is possibly the greatest thing I've ever heard. That's really what that Bill Murray film was about. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't just about, it wasn't about him like living like a day over and over again. It was about his digestive system. It was the human centipede of the 80s. It really was. Good times. Well, we're, I guess uh, today we're going to give you an assortment of kind of like just r- things that come up on our news feed and have a chat about them. And maybe you, you might even get to know a bit about uh, me and Ross and our lives. They're, they're very, very interesting. Oh, definitely. Um, the other day, uh, Ross heard fire alarms outside his house. So you don't get that every day. Not every day. And I live all I live across from a shopping center in Chernside Park. Yeah. So y- y- it could have been an alarm for anything. Could have been anything. Shoplifting. So, yeah, they sounded the alarm in the car park because <laughs> someone stole a handbag. They got everyone just rushed out because was there smoke? What was going on? I have no clue. I just saw some fire trucks go by and it was like way at the top of the hill, past where yeah. I can see it. Ah, okay. So, oh, if it's at the top of the hill, you probably you're probably safe at the bottom, right? Oh, I felt pretty comfortable. <laughs> like I, I, I felt pretty safe. I was just kind of slightly annoyed. <laughs> like that's the inconvenience that I had. Slightly annoyed, but I was hearing like evacuation alarms from my house. <laughs> I wonder what you'd be like when a doomsday alarm goes off for us. You're just like, oh, really now? Oh, great. Fucking hell! I was in the middle of downloading the latest. I just burned burning special. I don't know. This better not ruin my day. Fucking hell. Out of all the times the apocalypse can happen, right now, I have my day planned out. Is that a nuke heading towards... Ah, great. Great. This mushroom cloud better not get all over my vinyl collection. Oh, Oh, fuck. That nuclear missile better not hit my car. Don't you fucking hit my car. Just paid Rego on that. Just paid Rego on that. Oh, you fuck. Fuck. The apocalypse did happen. There'd be so many people. I mean, everyone is majorly inconvenienced. Because we're all, most of us, we're all dead. Or radioactive after the nuclear fallout. But think about, you know, those little inconveniences that really tick you off. Like, getting a parking fine. (laughs) Or, you know, having a a list of things to do and you're like, I'm never going to get those things done. Like, the traffic's going to be terrible. Everyone trying to drive away from this mushroom cloud. I can't repaint my house. If I go outside and breathe in the air, I'll die immediately. Ugh. This crater's going to bring down the house property value. You can just tell it. There's only one access to the street now. And it's not a main road. God. Nothing on TV. Nothing on TV. Just static. <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. Still better than MasterChef. I guess I'll watch it. Ugh. All this static shit was on Channel 10's Pilot Week. Oh, burn. Burn. Local comedian burn. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. uh, Pilot Week was great. I apologize. Trial by Kyle is like the most groundbreaking concept on planet. No, I didn't. It's Kyle Sandilands thinking he can do Judge Judy. I'm not going to fucking watch that. Hey. I mean, I understand your reasons. But aren't you the least bit curious? Have they finished them all? Have they run them all? Yeah, that's done. Ah. You really didn't hear anything about the Kyle Sandilands one. Because no one watched it. Everyone's like, Carl Sandilands, just tuned out. So which one, how many were there? There were six, right? Like eight, I think. Eight. It was like a couple each night, I think. Uh, I should really keep a track of these things. <coughs> to be fair, I only watched a couple. Which, which other one? I knew you watched the sketch one. What other one did you watch? No, I actually did only watch that one. Yeah, you know, I, I watched a couple. You're like, no, I only watched the one I was vaguely interested in. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I, I I saw a trailer for Dave O'Neill's sitcom. That counts. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, we both watched that same trailer. That's the same as I watching. watched the American Drunk History. I'm pretty sure it was just the same as the Australian one. Oh yeah, they were gonna do a version. You know, Australia's got a rich tradition of. Taking something that's done well somewhere else and making a cheap knockoff here. And, uh. Wait, yeah, Drunk History wasn't exactly the most expensive format in the first place. That's why it seems so alluring. What do you, what do you need? Just costumes and booze? <laughs> Pretty much. You need a history book. Oh, you got the internet, I guess. Got Wikipedia. I mean, what? Like, you think we were actually taught Australian history in our schools? <laughs> Americans are far more aware of our his- their history than we are of ours. Yeah, people don't... I mean, we're There's also... Ned Kelly. Yeah, and that's it. That's pretty much it. And Australia's only civil war, the Eureka Stockade. Yeah, Which that's... went for, like, 12 minutes, right? Something like that? Something like that. The gold Rush. Gold Rush. Pe- you, you go to Sovereign Hill, like, yeah. one time in primary school. You that's go, about it. You go in... You get dressed up in fake school uniform and no, no. You know how they have a fake school there at Sovereign Hill. Yeah, it's like they get the kids in and everything. Yeah. And I was really, when I was a kid, I went there, and I was like, I must have been so young. I would have been like just in prep or something. And I, for some reason, my parents just fucked with me and were like, "This is your school." <laughs> and I was like, "This sucks. Like these old desks and this quill." I'm like, why is the teacher so mean? She, like, hit me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a school, but it's set in the gold rush. Yeah, they, they have to act like yeah, it. Yeah, they have to act like it so that, you know, you, they have to beat the kids. Yeah, my grade five class actually did that for, like, a couple days. So I actually <laughs> had to do that whole, like, we had to pretend it's the gold rush times. <laughs> you're learning the same stuff. You just get beaten a heap. <laughs> Although since... And you're since, riding with quills. <laughs> since they're only pretending, and they can't actually... It actually is present times. They can't actually beat you. Hey, Because I'm, that's child abuse. I'm pretty sure I got slapped on the knuckles with a ruler. I'm fairly certain that happened. I don't, uh, I don't think I imagined it. Maybe you did. I don't. Well, I'm pretty sure they can't do that. I'm pretty sure they did. I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure they can pretend they're doing it or just hit a ruler near you. Intimidation is fine. I'm pretty sure they made contact with my little little knuckles. You, you're bringing it out now on the podcast. You have to, look. You have to take them down. I was abused by Sovereign Hill. For, for one day, several hours in that day. 
Everyone thinks it's all just panning for gold and happy prospecting and and hard-boiled candies. But there's a dark side to Sovereign Hill that... Well, you heard it here first on Late Night Party Boys. They hit kids. Let's be honest. People who sign up to be like the fake teachers in that fake school, they want to beat the kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. And they're always... They they teach you know they they write in cursive because that was the uh, the olden day writing thing and if you can't curve that L, oh boy, your knuckles gonna get a slapping. Yeah, I mean these are people that couldn't make it as regular teachers just because they wanted to hit the kids so badly, <laughs> so they did. <laughs> All right, look, it's not working out at this school, but I think we've found a placement for you. Uh, what you got a splinter there since this is. This is gold rush times. You're going to leave that to get infected and die. <laughs> this school is a revolving door of students that what? end up getting hit by rollers, split, get splinters, getting infected and dying. <laughs> oh, man. How the hell did we get onto gold rush times? Because Australia has a rich... And oh, yeah, we're talking history. about Australian history. Yeah. Drunk history. Yep. Drunken history. The history of the drunks. To be fair, you sound possibly kind of hungover, so you're kind of... I had one beer last night. That's all it takes. This is not a hangover. This is two hours of sleep. Because you were getting so drunk. No. I'm calling you out. I was around drunk people. I I actually... You got a contact high. (laughs) (laughs) A drunk person did touch me now now that I mention it. Oh, I hated that guy. Oh, man. There's a story here. Oh, no, I was watching. I was watching the AFL football, mm. and my team was playing. And this guy was just in a bar, and mm. this guy is standing next to me. He was also going for the same team, so I thought this is going to work out well. We're we're both on the same side. Anyway, he must have had about I don't even think he had that much. He had about five pints by three quarter time. He ended up getting kicked out of the bar, but at one stage he spilled beer everywhere, and then he was just like trying to wipe it up with my jacket and I'm like fuck off I'm like get off and then he's like what's wrong uh, blah 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 he's like we're wrong we're, we're mates aren't we what are we about what are you about and I'm like what do you mean what am I about not having what your jacket you... used as a mop yeah I'm like what are you about like uh, the, the money are you about the money I'm like I don't know what that means <laughs> and then he started like just getting the beer on the table and like swishing it onto me, like just slapping it onto me. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. And like, like I could have moved, but I was at the good spot of the screen. So I started splashing it back onto him. And then he's getting upset. And I'm like, you started this. And then the the barkeep came and mopped it all up just before it escalated. And then he got kicked out. And I was just like, good. So he was telling you, are you all about the money? He was in a suit. On a Saturday night, I don't know what he was on about. Like uh, his words were so slurred. He's like, "What's your deal? Are you gonna come with us? Are you all about the money?" I was in a casino, so oh yeah. I mean, maybe he was saying, "Come play casino games with us." Maybe, maybe that's what he was talking about. I mean, that's that's the explanation that makes the most sense. But like, do drunk people often make sense? Yeah. Well, this guy. This guy was a menace. I was glad he got kicked out. I was actually going to ask someone to kick him out. That's how much I don't like beer being spilt on me. 
I I mean, spilt just slapped on me off a table, like just slapping uh, it on me purposefully. Purposefully, yeah. He thought it was hilarious. I'm like, and then I did it to him, and he's like, "What was that for?" I'm like, "You've done it to me like three times, like, and you tried to use my jacket as a mop." I don't want consequences for my shitty actions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing a suit. I'm respectable. (laughs) Oh boy. I work all week in marketing, selling things like that oh, people don't need. He probably was. He probably was a marketer. You know, he just has that look, look in his eyes that he understands the common man, but just doesn't, and wants to manipulate him, bend him to his will. Then he just needs to sink a bunch of piss in a casino sports bar on the weekend and just yell at a man in shorts just to feel whole. <laughs> All the people I yell at during the week wear pants. I like to mix it up. The weekends for yelling at people in shorts. <laughs> Why are you wearing that? It's not even summertime. It's too ah, cold. got him. Got him. <laughs> it's too cold for those. You're an idiot. You're a damn idiot. Um. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not drunk. In answer to your question, I'm just very tired. But are you sure that when he was like, like throwing the beer at you, like some good didn't get in my mouth? Yeah. Look, maybe it did. Maybe I think someone got in my eye, and I think the eye is pretty absorbent. Yeah, that's exactly it. Well, you know, I'm like, sure that's happened. Well, you see those international DJs. Maybe my point for internet, my reference point for international DJs is. Literally just things I've seen in movies because I hate club music. Um, you know, they take tequila shots with their eyes. Just put a shot of tequila in their eye. Let it absorb in. I didn't. I'm learning, I'm learning it now. That's, yeah. Um, wow. Okay, then. I, I don't know that, what to say to that. I think that's a method of... I mean, look, alcohol can get into your body many ways. Your eyes, any any hole in your body, basically. Look, I know you can butt chug some alcohol and it gets you drunk really quick. That's like an oldie but a goodie. I wonder who first invented that. I wonder who's just like, hey, drinking this beer through our mouth is great. But what if we poured it in our butts? <laughs> that was a man lacking options. <laughs> Maybe... He, like, why, what, 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 what would be, you know, invention, you know, what you call it? Necessity is mother of invention. Maybe he had just broken his jaw. It was wired shut. And he's, and he's just like, I still want to get hammered. Get the beer in my butt. <laughs> I'm in mind-blowing pain. And the only thing that can dull it's some sweet lady booze. <laughs> but I can't put it in my mouth. That's the sad irony. Gotta plop it up my butt. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it would have been it would been pretty hard. You couldn't really butt chug by yourself, right? It seems like a whole process. It seems like a social thing. It's like, it's, it seems like something you get egged on to do after yeah. having like five beers already. Yeah, I feel like if you butt chug with people, it's fine. But if you if you're sticking a hose in your butt. <laughs> Got a funnel round to the front, and you're pouring beers into it at home, alone on the couch. You got a real problem. This is my Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> like it's one thing to do horrible things out of peer pressure. That's just 
being human and wanting to be liked. It's another thing to butt chug by yourself <laughs> on a Saturday night. Look, I often drink alone on Saturday nights. I want to mix <laughs> things up, put it in my butt. It's Look, I can pretend <laughs> I have friends doing... <laughs> look, yes, yes, I drink alone. Am I an alcoholic? No. It's not like that. I don't drink with my mouth. It's only alcoholism when it goes through the mouth. That's the loophole. Yeah. I mean, what's closer to the liver, the mouth or the butt? Probably the butt, actually. Right? Oh, it's kind of, the liver's kind of in the middle. Oh, no, the liver's up. Yeah. Yeah, so the butt chugging is further away from the liver. So by that logic, it's better for you. Doesn't it get you drunk quicker, though? Isn't that the... Yeah. Doing alcohol up through your butt? Yeah. That's what I heard. You heard? I... You caught me out. You call me out, listeners. I am the one butt-chugging. Ross Purdy, butt-chugging extraordinaire. Here's what you do. You just, you grab a funnel. You, you plop it in your hole. <laughs> you pour f- down wait, some cores. Wait, hang on, hang on a sec. Funnel, str- wait, funnel straight into your hole? Or is there a bit of tubing? I think funnel a hole. That A lot of spillage of the beer. You'd have to get the angle perfect, right? Yeah, but that's what I found out when I did it the first time. No tube the first time, so beer went everywhere. And <laughs> the bad thing was, it smelled like shit. So when people are like, why is there beer everywhere? Why does it smell like shit? What have you been doing? <laughs> um, and then you're like, ah, oh, sorry guys, I've been shitting beer. <laughs> and like, that checks out. That's accurate. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, um, drunk history. That's how we got there. That's how we got oh, there. Oh, man. We are on a journey and then some. Um, yeah, so they, they ma- remade drunk history. Is there anything else? Because they tried, I mean, Australia tried to make, like, ten different versions of Keeping Up With The Kardashians, right? They had, like, let's follow around Lara Bingle. Uh, oh god! Or let's follow around. Did they follow around Shane Warne for a bit? Was that? I feel like they. Look, right. they might have. I'm not going to put them past them. I feel like they followed around a lot of like of Australia, the best celebrities with the worst careers who need need it the most. I think they followed out followed around like a whole bunch of those. Yeah, that, that was that Brent Edelstein show. Oh yeah, the Brent Edelstein. That's the one I remember. Yeah. <sighs> Who yeah. says Australia doesn't have a culture? <laughs> Our culture is whatever America does, but we just do it a little worse. Although we like to pretend that we're better than America, and we get mad when you say or do any say that we're like America. Hmm. We follow Britain, though. Do we? Love our Brits. Oh, like we... Yeah, just seems like people are happier to follow England, but if you're saying, but if you like following America or saying that Australia's following America and something, everyone gets a bit more like, well, mm. I don't like America. We shouldn't be following anyone, Ross. We shouldn't, but... We should be blazing our own path. Hey, man, a British flag's on our flag. Yeah, that's a problem. Got cut the umbilical cord already. Yeah. We should 
You know what America did that we never did? Ganged independence. Mm. We're still riding around on the Queen. Yeah. Kill her. <laughs> Do it. We're the new punk rock. We're the sex pistols of podcasts. I always thought so, but now it's confirmed. So this is a call out to the Australian public. If you see the Queen of Australia in the streets... <laughs> If you see her in the shops, if you see her in the streets, if you see her just walking around uh, downtown, if you see her in the intersection, moiter her, <laughs> cut her guts out, <laughs> shoot her brain off. <laughs> you know, we're probably turning up on like 10 different ASIO reports right now. I always or wanted to try... I always try to appeal to ASIO. It's good to know that we're finally <laughs> there. Getting... Are, there are target demographic as of now. But the only way you can get their <laughs> attention is by making threats against the monarchy. Hey, you could just make general threats of terror. I think that'd do it. Okay. <laughs> Kill Scott Morrison. Yeah, that'll do it. We're on there now. Cut his head off. Shoot his brain off. <laughs> if he's walking downtown or a shopping centre or at the intersection, fucking moida scomo. <laughs> We're going to be the most popular podcast in every single security organisation's database. The thing is, I have to listen to the whole thing to yeah, find out where the yeah. threat is. So we're yeah. going to get... You're going to have to wait for, like... 20 minutes of us talking about butt, butt chugging. chugging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I heard there was a threat in this, but all they're talking about is drinking beer from their butt. The only threat we're under is the threat of having a fun time. Boys, I got the beers and the funnels. <laughs> Friday night drinks at ASIO's gonna get a little different. Oh, next day. Oh, oh, what happened last night, Smith? Oh, I don't know. Oh, what's all these red blinking lights? Oh, under fret? I can't read that. I'm too fucking blind right now. Oh, no. It's a code 43. Is that an explosion? Someone's murdered the Prime Minister and the Queen. Oh, fucking turn that off. Put on the cricket. Um, it's a drunk history. <laughs> I just, it's just great in those organizations that you, you think of like, that is someone's job. Like someone's job is just to sit down and wade through all, you know, that content whenever they hear that like buzzword, you know? Man, I don't know if I would want that job. I'll just, don't know if I, I envy them or... Don't want to be them at all. They could be listening to some great stuff <laughs> in order to get to um get to the threats on security. I'm like I'm 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 Jesus. I'm learning. A, I'm listening to a lot of great new music. What's the idea? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Hmm. Do you reckon they play it all backwards just to make sure there's no subliminal messages? Oh, definitely. We have to listen to it forwards oh. and then backwards, like. No, this is just the same thing, but backwards. <laughs> There's no messages here. Yeah. 
Well, let's... Yeah. I mean, with that, what was uh, Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven backwards was meant to be like... Like, telling kids to join the devil or something, right? Is that the... Is that what... That, that's something that they I mean, if you go down a stairway to heaven, eventually you're going to end up in hell. Yeah, so well, I guess that's, that's what they're talking about. May I? sense but also like records whenever you just put them back slowly they all sound like just the devil talking right yeah it's just like that it's because the devil speaks backwards mm, crafty i mean that's how he gets you you don't you think he's just talking some other language but it's just regular language backwards You're starting to scare me, Ross. <laughs> Am I now? You know how you know in like high school when everyone like writes their names backwards and you start calling everyone like that. Is that the devil in me? I reckon it is. My name backwards is sore. <laughs> it is too. Mine's knee mad. You mad? I'm all. I'm actually always angry, so that's accurate. Accurate, very accurate. Stupid devil, making me this way. I don't want to be this angry. Greatest trick the devil ever pulled was putting secret messages backwards. <laughs> That's for saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, you know, you don't hear much about devil worshippers these days. They're not really. They kind of just keep to themselves, to their own thing. I kind of do. I imagine they're still around. Oh, they're like... definitely still around. I've I've gotten pamphlets from some of them. On really? Occasion. Yeah, I've got. Uh, in my old room, I had like a little little shrine for like re- religious literature, like little pamphlets. Cause, yeah, the the best ones are like in America. They leave them on the trains and stuff. There's these the little like comic books. I've seen some here as well. Like, there's a few that. Come over here. They're like little comic strips about why you should start going to church. And they're always just like very dramatic. Most of them is just kind of like run of the mill, something happening in your family. You do something mildly bad, then you're dead and in hell. And then the last slide's always the priest going like, he should have gone to church more. (laughs) Or like, he should have not, he should have welcomed forgiveness in his life. Like, or something like that. And he's like, damn it, now it's too late. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much just like hundreds of comics like that that they circulate. The the, the devil worshippers? Yeah, both of them. Both of them. They have like a comic book war. It's like Marvel and DC. Right. It's like... But who has the better movies? The um, Satanists. I'd say so. They'd be more interesting. I don't... Hmm. That's a good question. Did I ever tell you I saw, I watched a film called I'm in Love with a Church Girl? And it's like this fin, very thinly veiled oh. Christian propaganda film that starred Char Rule. <laughs> and it listed an executive producer, God. <laughs> Do you reckon he actually had a hand in making it? Huge if true. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon maybe. Like, God's not answering prayers. He's too busy thinking of vehicles for Ja Rule. <laughs> What's the last movie Ja Rule was in? Probably that one. <coughs> it's a pretty recent film. And it's just like this... Cinematic release or straight to DVD? 
Straight to DVD over here. Yeah. Cinematic, re- I would have got a cinematic release in uh, America for sure. It probably released only in two theatres, though. Yeah. Hmm. But, man. What happens in it? Well, see, Ja Rule, he was just like, he used to be a drug dealer. Although the film never makes it explicit. They never actually say drug dealer because it's a Christian film and you're not allowed to mention drugs and stuff. He's just, he deals in sin. He just has a lot of money. <laughs> he used to do it, but now he doesn't. And he still hangs out with his old gang and stuff. But then he meets, like, this girl. <laughs> What's that like, gang doing? <laughs> just sinning. Nothing. The PG-rated <laughs> version of drug dealing. <laughs> nothing nothing specific, but I think I heard them use God's name in vain <laughs> a couple of times on that street corner. They hand out some sweets before you had your greens. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you had to censor it. Like, I mean, because gangs do a lot of horrific stuff. <clears throat> I beat someone to death, and it's just like, well, let's just say they didn't turn the other cheek, guys. Let's just say, you know, they sinned. That's what their sin is. They pull out guns, but instead of bullets, they shoot out, like, dead flowers. (laughs) See, huh? You got dead flowers everywhere. (laughs) That's not aesthetically beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. They didn't have, let's, did, what, I mean, why is that man dead? What did that gang do to them? And it's like, let's just say they didn't obey all the Ten Commandments. Okay, they're sinners. Let's just say they kept seeing Christ's name in vain, and then he ended up having a stroke because <laughs> he couldn't handle hearing. Oh, man. <clears throat> but there was a P, the PG. The PG-rated version of drug yeah. dealing. Jarrell meets a, meets a daughter of, like, a church-going family. How does he meet her? I don't even remember. He's... She dropped her church books in a hallway. <laughs> he helped uh, pick them up. Better than how it actually happens. How does it, How do you? How does a gangster meet a church girl? Former gangster. Former gangster. He's a former. Ga- he still has a lot of money though. He makes. He's a concert promoter. By the time we meet him in the film. Okay. Oh, and Stephen Baldwin's there. <laughs> and, he, and he thinks Ja Rule's still up to no good, so he's just following him around. What? Is he a friend of the family? A private eye? A he's an FBI guy. Or DEA. Oh, uh, okay. Fair enough. I thought he was just like concerned. Just a him. random guy. Just like, just the guy from the church. And like, there's a colored fella like, trying to move in on someone in the congregation. I'm going to trail him for a few weeks. <laughs> I, heard that was the, I was heard that was the original version of the film, but they had to change it to make it less racist. That <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Um, so you don't know how he met this church girl? Oh, I can't remember. They met somehow. <laughs> this is, I only saw this film like three months ago, but it's so unmemorable. The only memorable parts are executive producer, God. Ja Rule, he meets a girl that's really into Christ. He isn't so sure about it at first, but he tries converting for her. Really? Yeah, then he ends up going through some emotional journey where his mother ends up, like, dying. Hmm. And then his girlfriend's, like, in a coma. What? What happened to her? Oh, she's, like, in a car crash or something like that. They, they keep piling it on for old Ja Rule. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> Then there's a enough? scene where he's confronting, like, he's at a church and he's confronting, like, those, um, those windows with the... Oh, like, confession box? Not a confession Who? box, but he's, like, uh, confronting... The statue of Christ. 
Yeah, I can't like one of those win- window pieces where it's like oh stained glass windows, stained glass yeah, windows, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's just just talking to it. He's confronting it. He's gone for all this shit. He's like, you're really testing my faith right now. <laughs> I don't know if I even believe in you, God. Okay, that was a bit much, but still, you're really playing with me. Like, I don't know, he says something that's, like, not even that bad, but then he kind of just pulls back and goes, you know what, sorry I said that, God. I didn't mean that. I'm just angry right now. What you've done to my mother, now you've done to my girlfriend. Jesus. And she she comes out of the coma because God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. And miracles. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then he becomes a church pastor of a mega church at the end. A mega church? Yeah. Oh, God. They speak in tongues, jump around. Oh, by the way, what ends up convincing him earlier in the film that maybe Christianity ain't so bad is that he goes to a mega church where the pastor's like super cool and stuff. I'm like, not like one of those squares. He's got I'm like a, a cool fancy pastor. car and he's like, oh, what, you don't think a man of God can have style? <laughs> you know, just because you're Christian doesn't mean you don't have to be cool. He's like, he's like that. It doesn't mean you don't have to... You know, make a shit ton of money off the congregation and yeah. dress well and pretty much. I mean, not help the poor as much as you should because you want a Rolls Royce. That's pretty much it. He's just talking about how, like, hey, you can still live a life of excess if you're a person of God. I wonder what those church after parties are like. Have to replace all the grey goose with uh, orange juice. Oh. Pulp or no pulp? Oh, they're living on the edge, so a little bit of pulp. Okay. They're definitely flown in. Oh, yeah. Man. That's the life. Oh. Also, his old gang ends up getting taken down. Yeah. By, like, the DEA guy. But Ja Ja Rule, he doesn't have to go to jail for his previous crimes because he found God. (laughs) The film lets him off the hook just because he found God and... Everyone else in his old gang is taken to fall. <laughs> like, that's, that's your redemption arc right there. So, the DEA agent's just like, nah, he's cool now. <laughs> he, 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 he's for God and country. He, like, like what does it, how does the DEA agent reconcile that? I don't know, he's like, we got nothing on this guy. What? We got nothing on this guy. One point, Stephen Baldwin's character does just randomly say, like he's spying on a funeral of one of the gang members. Yeah. And he just turns to his partner on one point, just randomly goes, You believe in God? I'm a man of God. I go to, uh, go to church every Sunday with my family. <laughs> this random conversation. Like, this is his character development. He's also a man of God. Okay. I feel like I'm not explaining this film very well. It is very boring. No, I think I understand the whole thing. It's just one big ad for the church. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Also, a Christian rapper is in it, pretty much playing himself. And they're selling the Christian rapper's album. But they think you won't notice his name in the opening credits. What? Like, his name is T-Bone. You see T-Bone's name in the credits. Then later on in the film, they're in some, like, Christian store where they're just selling Christian versions of everything. His name's T-Bone. The rapper. He's like a Christian rapper. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I heard this album from T-Bone. What is he? What is? What, what do Christian rappers rap about? <laughs> just Christianity? Or like just messages? Probably a lot of messages. 
I want to. I had a drive-by shooting of Faith. So it's just a real person. I want to look this up. T-Bone. Steak. No, T-Bone Christian rapper. And is Tiggy Toggy? Is that one of his Thief in the Night? What's his most popular? What's his most popular move? Um, song. I have no clue. I don't even know what Christian rap would sound like. I can't imagine it's any good. I need to listen to this. I need to listen to this now. Sounds very demonic. Yeah. It's just a demonic voice. Okay. All right. I think I've heard enough. That's all you need intro. to know. Interesting intro. But yeah, very demonic. Very. Also, he. If this is him in the picture, is that him in the picture? Is that him? Yeah, that's him. Yeah. He looks like a special needs Eminem. <laughs> like it doesn't. Is he? Is he? Because you know, you know, rappers—they've usually been through some shit. Hmm. He looks like the shit he's been through was just like a series of fast food restaurants and one breakup. I just, I, I mean, what's his hardship? He looks pretty middle class. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. look again. I don't know enough about this guy except that this film was an excuse to self-promote his album. <clears throat> the capital of this film, supposedly a drama film, yeah. inexplicably has a blooper reel in the end credits. <laughs> it's like, what? So it's just like them flubbing lines and stuff, and it's just like, I felt like this was supposed to be a serious film. This kind of doesn't is, make sense. Is there any comedy in there at all? No. Not, not deliberately. No. I mean, the funniest part is when you see executive producer, God. <laughs> I hope he got residuals on the film. <laughs> he gets residuals every time they play it on TV, like late night Christian TV. Yeah, those mega churches are insane. Oh, it's just an ode to capitalism. Yeah, wrapped it, up in um, pretty much wrapped up in like supposed religious ideology. Yeah, I mean, if you're really helping the want to help the poor, heal the sick, be closer to God. Be some kind of saint. Like, why? Why are you doing this televised insanity? We've got to get enough money to get that Lambo. Yeah. Well, Just because you, they're a man of God hear, doesn't mean they can't ride in a Lambo. You hear about some of them, and, and some of them, like, yeah, they, they have their own private jets. Like, there's one... Ah, oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, like, how can you... You know how much a private jet is? What? Richest evangelical. Oh, I can't even pronounce it. Evangelical. Evangelical. Evangel. Evangelist. Evangelist. Uh, eight richest pastors in America. That well, was just. Okay. I oh, know it's one of those. Uh, 
Kenneth Copeland. Oh, that guy has like a show on at 5 a.m., doesn't he? Yeah, net worth 760 million. Look, when you get when you're on primetime TV at 5 a.m., you make the big bucks. Ugh. The early bird catches the god. <laughs> Pat Robertson. He's a U.S. senator. Oh, son of U.S. senator. Uh, net worth a hundred billion. It's too much money. We gotta start selling God through this podcast. Stuff that uh, we were gonna stuff trying to monetize through like Squarespace or of the Speedweed or Patreon or Patreon or any of that stuff. Who wants some God? <laughs> Starting next episode, we are going to be the late night God boys. We have renounced our sinful days of partying, and we've found God. Are we doing it for the right reasons? Hey, as long as you're with God, I don't care. If you're with God, God's with you. And God wants us to be rich. (laughs) And drive Lambos. Yep. And fly in that Gulf Stream. You know? You know, he want, he, he's looking down on us and, you know, we're, we're doing his work. By doing this podcast? Yeah. <coughs> he's, um, yeah. And if you see any heathens, if you see any sinners walking down the street, fucking walking down the, sorry, sorry for swearing, walking down the downtown, the intersections, shopping centers, freaking Cut their nipples off, shoot their brains off, freaking just cut kill the non-sinners. Cut their guts sinners. out. Sinners, kill the sinners. Kill them. Eye for an eye, you know? Gut for a gut. Brain for a brain. If they're going to pollute your brain, you need to shoot theirs off. And that's so, the late night God boys guarantee. <laughs> next podcast will be Damien and Ross, the late night God boys. We've been on a journey, <laughs> but I think we've found ourselves. If you Maybe. listen to our next episode, listeners, we will just talk about God the whole time. Yeah. I'm going to really think about how he's affected my life. I mean, not the Christian God. I'm, I'm a, I guess, very unreligious Jew, and you're, you're, you're Christian, right? Are you? I'm a hardcore Christian now. Well, yeah. Just this moment. Just this mo- I mean, we both are now, but... I mean, before. You ever had a miracle happen to you? Uh, the miracle of life. Yeah. Because that's a miracle. Yeah. When I plopped out of my mum's uterus. Spot on. That was miraculous. Something that happens all the time. Natural birth. Natural birth, or they have to cut you out? Think they... Cut me out, but, but it was a it was a miraculous cutting me out. Natural, it was natural. Yeah, the scissors didn't no infection. The scissors were clean, and that was a miracle. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. It's hard to keep things clean. <laughs> I was cleaning the house today, and things get dirty very easily. Our butt chucking days are now behind us. I'm hanging up the tube and funnel. 
It's going to go right next to the samurai sword on the mantelpiece for memories of days gone by. What are you doing with a samurai sword? They look nice. Is that it? Just an aesthetic thing? Pretty much. I've never known any samurais. I've never met one. Never had to use the sword? Never had to. It's just kind of there because it's pretty. Yeah, you know, like, looks badass. You know, like, well, samurai sword. I get it. Yeah. In the next episode, we're going to go on about why God wants you to keep that samurai sword. To just freaking murder all of those sinners. And I will accept God's calling. This has been Late Night God, boys. Beaming down from that good place in the sky. The internet. All right, or on your iPods. Yeah. Wherever you're listening. Wherever. But it comes from the sky. You know what's in the sky? Clouds. God. And who's in the clouds? Rain. Well, what's in the rain? God. We've been a late night, God, boys. <laughs>